Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Okay. Did you get any rest over this past weekend? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I didn't think so. Before we do anything, I have to tell you because we always have perfect timing. Hold on. I'm moving my microphone because I forgot to do it. Okay. (laughs) All right. I moved it. My neighbor right across the street from me has decided to cut down and grind up a tree. Hmm. So there's a, there's a company across the street making all kinds of noise and doing the beeping when they back up. So it's not my fault. Just happens that way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. That's fine. Um, my husband's downstairs continuing to work on the garage. Plus both my kids are home right now. So I told everybody to be quiet, but you know Uh how that goes. Yeah. So all the noise will be happening soon is what you're telling me. Pretty much. Yes. Are the pets in or out of the room? Bear is in the room with me. Oh, okay. And the cats, I don't know where the cats are. Okay. Hopefully they're sleeping. They'll let you know when they're ready to come in. Oh yeah, they will. (laughs) Yeah, I shut my office door on poor Mr. Big this morning because he's barking at the grinding of the tree. Mm, He looks so hurt. He's like, what are you doing? I know. I'll make it up to him later. He's spoiled rotten. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Uh, So anything new and exciting before we get into this? No, not that I can think of. So we should probably just jump right in. Yes, let's do this. The book we're going to discuss today is Maddie, a stuck-together vampire paranormal romance, book one in the Vampires in Wonderland series by Candace Robinson and Amber Duell. You know, I, I didn't hope I realize said her last in- name right. I think you did, but I didn't realize until I started reading that there were two authors in this book. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Sometimes you can really tell when it switches authors. Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes one author will do the female main character and the other author will do the male main character. I'm not really sure how they divided this book up. I couldn't tell that it was written by two different people. Well, kudos to them then, because that's a good thing. You know what I just realized? I actually left some of my notes in the other room. <laughs> so can you- Sure. Go right ahead. Hold on one. Hold on. Okay. One second. All right. Okay. I'm back. I I need those notes for when we get to chapter three. So. (laughs) Oh boy. I can hardly wait. All (laughs) right. So this book is a retelling of the Allison. Where is she? Wonderland. Wonderland. Yes. (laughs) Allison Wonderland. 
it's one of the few times I've read the retelling of a fairy tale. So let's go. Okay. The book opens with Maddie leaving mm-hmm. the Ruby Heart Palace. And she's thinking about the last hat she just delivered to Imogen, the Queen of Hearts. While she is walking, she thinks about her sister, Margot, who she repeatedly refers to in this book as Mouse. Mm-hmm. And how Mouse is a prisoner of Imogen's. We also mm-hmm. learn in this chapter that Maddie is a vampire and has only ever killed one human a man named mr taylor are you okay <laughs> who yeah my hurt. my screen went blank all of a sudden i'm like don't you dare oh that's weird yeah so no it's okay i came back okay. so mr <laughs> taylor had hurt maddie's sister Margot. there's a lot of introductions to characters in this chapter and i was very quickly confused as to who everybody was <laughs> yeah um, So Maddie is pretty upset at pretty much the whole world at this point. Her visit with Imogen didn't go that well. And she wasn't allowed to see her sister Mouse before she was sent away. And she was told that she has to deliver another hat to Imogen within a month. As she's kind of thinking about everything and being mad at everything, someone named Ferris arrives at her house. Um, It turns out that Rav... Imogen's king brought Mm -hmm. a human girl named Alice to the castle and Ferris was at the castle. So that's how he knew about this. Well, it turns out that Ferris had grabbed Alice, snatched a key that belonged to another person named Ever. He ended up sending Alice back to London. However, Alice is a freshly turned vampire, so she needs to come back to Wonderland. And she basically just went back to London to say goodbye to her brother. So Maddie agrees to help Ferris retrieve Alice from London and help her through the transition process. Ferris was supposed to rescue Mouse, but when he went to rescue Mouse, Mouse asked him to please rescue Alice in her place because Alice was still a human and Mouse is a vampire. Yeah, this first chapter, I think kind of threw me because not only are we getting all of the characters, we're also trying to figure out, or at least I was, who these characters are from Alice in Wonderland. So Maddie is the Mad Hatter. Imogen is the Queen of Hearts. Rav is her king. And he's referred to in this book at some points as Rabbit, like the White Rabbit. And then Alice, obviously. Margot slash Mouse. I could never really figure out who she was supposed to be from Alice in Wonderland. Neither. Yeah, but I've never read the books. I've only seen like the Disney movie. So I will say that my Alice in Wonderland knowledge is a little limited. Yeah, I think that I read the book a long time ago, but I also saw the movie. Okay, I kind of liked the beginning and how Maddie was described this was something I highlighted from the first chapter. Creating a hat was like creating a heart. For Maddie, it had always been that way. The threads were the hat's veins and arteries, the fabric its muscle. The pulse seemed to come to life as soon as the hat was placed atop one's head, or at least her head. Right. So that was kind of a cool tie-in with the Mad Hatter with the Queen of Hearts. Mm Mm-hmm. And Maddie is written in this book as a little crazy, but she is called the Mad Hatter for a reason. So... The next thing we know, the next chapter is opening in Noah's point of view. Noah is Alice's brother. 
I think they just added extra characters because I'm like, who is Noah supposed to be? Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, so Noah, we get a quick overview that he works as a barista. So I instantly, I loved him. His parents are supporting him and his sister while they are going to school. His sister Alice is Alice and she's living with him is in the London flat under con two conditions that he keep a job and make sure that Alice stays out of trouble. But Alice, of course, is always looking for trouble. And as he's walking through the pathway going home through the garden, he trips on something and he looks down and it's Alice and she's laying on the ground and he thinks that she's drunk. And she tells him that, no, she's not, but she has to leave. And she came to say goodbye. She's all covered in dirt and grass stains. He's like, what happened to you? And she tells him vampires and that there was a man with white hair with red tipped, I'm sorry, white with red tipped hair and fangs. And that he took her to a hole in the park and took her through this hole in the park, which we find out later is a portal. Noah just thinks that she's stoned out of her mind. And she says, I just came to say goodbye and I love you. And a friend is going to come help me soon. All of a sudden a man shows up and he's like, are these your friends? And she's like, I don't know. She's very confused. And with this man, there is this, he looks and there's a young woman who had this really weird hat pinned on her head and has purple hair asking for Alice and Noah just gets a weird vibe from her and is kind of freaked out. So Maddie and Ferris are vampires. Mm -hmm. So even though Noah doesn't know immediately that they're vampires, he does get a little weirded out. <laughs> Another reason he could get weirded out by her is that she ends up smelling him. I highlighted this sentence. Her nose skimmed his throat as she drifted closer to his ear, but she couldn't stop herself from inhaling his cedarwood scent and the mm. crimson buried below his skin, all with the bitter scent of coffee mixed in. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I would be a little weirded out by her too. Yeah, of course. They're getting ready to take Alice to... a help her i guess or help her with her transition to be a vampire maddie ends up talking to uh noah while ferris is getting ready to take alice he's like freaking out going what are you doing taking my sister maddie grabs him by the shirt and yanks him down to look her in the eye she tells him you know we're we're going to take her we're going to take alice and you need to step back and let us take care of her noah basically says he's going to go with them he's not letting them take her his sister i mean i would probably do the same thing two strangers show yeah, up to sure. take my sister and i'd be like there's no mm -hmm. fucking way so maddie ends up actually compelling noah in order to get him to comply and kind of stop kicking up a fuss so that they can all leave they're flat in London and go to this portal, which I think is in the middle of a park or something that they need mm -hmm. to, use to actually get back to Wonderland. When they do get to the portal, somebody's actually there using the portal. That person uh, using it ends up being Chess, mm -hmm. Scarlet's prince. This is actually Imogen's son slash adopted son. At this point, my note is I'm so fucking lost as to all the characters that I had to stop reading and make a character list because there were did you two really I absolutely did that's the note I had to get from the other room there was oh, two God. 
too many people, way too much stuff going on. Like Chess is the Cheshire cat and he's Imogen's son, but he is also like Imogen's the queen of hearts. But Chess is actually, no, Rav turns out to be like a sister to somebody and Chess had tried to kill somebody. So there's so many characters that are like overlapping with the things that they did. I was very lost by chapter three. So I had to take a pause and write down what was happening in terms of characters. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did not, I didn't feel that confused, but I did think that Chess, I didn't realize Chess was the Chess our cat. I thought he was a chess piece and okay. And Maddie hates him. And I thought he really was Emma Jean's son, blood son. He has a sister named ever who went into hiding because chess is trying to murder her. So on his mother's order ever is Rav's sister. Rav's is that what sister? you said? Ever no. is the white queen and is Rav's sister and is a friend to Maddie. And She's in hiding and they think because Maddie is friends with her that she knows where she's staying, which is why they're holding her sister Mouse hostage because they want Maddie to give up where the White Queen is. But yes, Chess had tried to kill Ever, but then Ever has keys, which I, the keys never really came into play for me to figure out what those were for. The keys said there was the so much happening. There's the safe house. The keys are to the safe house. And I must have been confused because I swear Chess is Ever's brother. I never read anywhere that she was Rave's sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'll have to go back and find that because I, 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 that is not what I got out of it. So I guess this book was confusing. But she yeah. is the White Queen. I agree with that. Yeah, she's the White Queen. So I only really picked up on Chess being the Cheshire cat because in this chapter, she also thinks about him being a cat with nine lives and he lived. Ever stabbed him in the chest at some ball yes. they had. Okay, so, that's why she thinks that. Yes, but I still didn't put two and two together and realize nine lives was referring <laughs> to the I, I have to say from the get-go, I never liked the Alice in Wonderland story. I never okay. liked it. I thought it was all very bizarre. And it wasn't until I was much older and found out that Lewis Carroll was high as a kite when he wrote this thing. Isn't that the case? That he was on some kind of... I have kind no of... idea. Yeah, I think he was a cocaine addict or something. And he was stoned out of his mind when he wrote this. But mm. I, I will confirm that at some point. I will also say that I really, so I not only watched the Alice in Wonderland Disney cartoon, but I mm -hmm. also watched the remake Alice in Wonderland that had Johnny Depp in it as the Mad Hatter and the sequel to that. And I've watched those multiple times. I think that's where all my Alice in Wonderland knowledge comes from. Yeah, did you ever I, watch those? I think I did see that. But then again, I, I probably only watched it because Johnny Depp was in it. I don't like Alice in Wonderland. I never did, even yeah, as a kid. Okay. So, okay. so anyways, they make it to Wonderland and they find a place to hide. Um, Alice does try to bite Noah because she's, like we said, she's in this vampire transition phase. She ends up not actually taking a bite out of him. And they have a 
powdered blood substitute that she's able to drink. Mm -hmm. I guess in Wonderland, they have some humans that you can drink from, or you can also drink this powdered blood substitute, which was very much true blood for me. Reminded me of that TV show. Oh, yeah. Maddie. I love that show. Oh, it was so good. So hot. Oh, my God. It was so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Eric. Mm -hmm. Maddie and Noah end up leaving Alice and Ferris where they are in their safe house so that they can return to Maddie's house. It was funny when they get to Maddie's house because as soon as they walk in, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. Oh, Noah drawing a blank. Uh This is what he says. What the fuck is this? (laughs) You have hats everywhere. Her response is, are you going to be surprised by everything? Yes, dear mortal. They are mine. You should try Mm -hmm. one. It would suit that inquisitive head of yours. Yeah, he's asking a bunch of questions, which annoys her. And he said, that's your job. You make weird hats. (laughs) And she's all, shh, they can hear you. You don't Mm -hmm. want to hurt their feelings. So then I was like, what the hell's going on with these hats? Well, she's just the mad hat. I think. Do you know why they call people Mad Hatters? This is like a total side note history lesson. Yes, but please go ahead and say it. It was something having to do with they had to use mercury in the Mm -hmm. like hat making process. Yeah. And because the Hatters were always handling mercury, it literally drove them insane. So that's why they're called Mad Hatters. Very interesting. Poor, Poor people. If they only knew what we know now. Yeah. Yeah, probably don't play with the uh, mercury. It's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they didn't know. It's just like those match girls or the radium girls that they told them when they were painting things. They had paint that had radium in it. And they said, well, if you lick your brush, it will. It helps it. You paint better. It flows easier or whatever. So they would do that. And these girls that worked in these factories um, found out that they knew that the radium was bad for them. And all of them would die of cancer for being exposed to the radium. And that if you take a Geiger counter to their burial plots, that they still to this day register, the Geiger counter will go off. Wow. I've never heard that story. And that's horrifying. Yeah, it was a movie that was on one of the many channels I have. And um, yeah, it was horrifying. And I think it's the same thing with the match girls that of course, it's always women working in these factories and they're struggling. and The men are greedy. Yeah, I I like to watch documentaries or documentary movies. It's depressing. (laughs) But yeah, so they are still uh, glow in the dark all these hundreds of years later. Anyways, should we get back to it? Yes, please. (laughs) Maddie and Noah are at Maddie's house. They're not there for very long when Imogen and Rav end up arriving. They're looking for somebody who Imogen refers to as her knave. Took me a little bit to realize the knave is Ferris in this book. I also say that they're looking for a girl named Alice. They have a picture of Alice that they're actually showing around, but Maddie says, oh, I've never seen him. And then it's like an old picture. So Noah's mm-hmm. actually in the photo, but he looks totally different because he was like a chunky little kid or something, I guess. And now he's like a hot, yeah. a hot 20 yeah. something. Yeah. So he wore glasses and had braces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I do have to say, uh, wait, I need to apologize uh-huh. to um, Lewis Carroll because I Googled 
if he was a drug addict and they said, no, that was just a rumor. So he was never a drug addict. He was just had an amazing imagination. Apparently it sounds like when we went to see never ending story in the movie theater. Oh dear God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, yeah. Can you tell that story? No, you tell it. (laughs) I, I don't really remember. It's like, we saw the movie. You said something when the movie was over about like, how it's high like, were these people? Yes. Or they then all I, on acid. And then I think I went to school and told my teacher that or something. <laughs> That's lovely. I, I'm surprised I didn't, Child Protective Services didn't take you away from me. It was a very yeah, but, weird movie, though. It was a very weird movie, but you freaking loved that movie. Every loved child it. of the 80s loved that movie. And no, none of us have recovered from the emotional damage of the horse scene. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> We are all still traumatized. Oh, yeah. That. Yes, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's a lot of sad stuff that happens in movies that I'm still traumatized by. So I see <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, anyways, so it turns out that Noah wants to try to get a cure for his sister Alice because it turns out apparently there is a cure that can turn a vampire human again. Mm-hmm. So he get this cure so that he can turn her human again and return her to London with him. But wait, Matt- they find out, they also find out after, he finds out after they leave that Rav was the one that changed uh, his sister. And so Noah's kind of pissed and he asks why she called the Queen of Hearts. So this was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And um, Maddie answers and says, because she's obsessed with the organ and will easily rip it out of anyone's chest who she sees as her enemy and then decorate the palace grounds with them. Yeah, so then they start talking about the cure, which is in the middle of werewolf territory in a swamp, correct? Yes, there's a cure. It's hard to get. The thing says beasts would eat you long before you came close to the cure. A simple mortal man against an entire pack of wolves no no mm-hmm. it's best you accept your sister's new life and move on mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think even the vampires don't really go for the cure because it's that difficult to get yeah it's very dangerous and these werewolves are crazy but they can't go get the cure yet because maddie has to deliver a hat <laughs> right <laughs> yeah go on an errand mm-hmm so she goes to deliver a hat to one of her customers and Noah ends up going with her. This woman's name is Osana and she's an mm-hmm. important woman in Wonderland and she's a friend of the Queen's. Wonderland in this book is kind of like Victorian England. So Osana's like a duchess or some shit that mm-hmm. would have been. She's like a higher up in society, I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. Is it Avalanche? What did he, do? he just knocked something over. It's okay. Oh, I thought it was Bear shaking his collar. No, his Bowie knocked something down. He was trying to get up on the cat tower or something, I guess. All oh, you're chunky, too fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're too fat to get up on that tower. <laughs> he is. He's a chunky boy. Mm-hmm. They deliver the hat. Osana ends up making Alice go see one of her servants in order to get the payment. And she's kind of like, go get the payment and leave me here with Noah. We're going to have some fun. And Alice, and um, not Alice, Maddie does. Maddie. She's, yeah, I know. Like, I okay. was shocked. 
Yeah, because she's telling people that he's her pet. Uh-huh, yeah. You, you can have human pets, apparently, down there. Yeah. So, while Osana is alone with Noah, she does bite him, and she drinks way too much of his blood, and then he yeah. proceeds to start bleeding out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Maddie's in the house getting the payment. She's literally very mildly concerned for Noah's well-being, not very concerned for him at all at this point. Yeah. Um, her main focus, I would say, throughout the whole book is getting Mouse back, and she always puts that first. Yeah. And so at this point, she doesn't really care about Noah at all. But when she does return from getting her payment, she sees that he's bleeding out and he's literally dying. She ends up killing the servant woman. I think her name was Robin. And then she ends up turning Noah into a vampire, makes him drink some of her blood or something. And then because takes that's him the only way he's going to survive. And we also had found out up to this point that not everybody survives the transition. Yeah, this was an interesting twist. So not only does she turn him into a vampire, mm -hmm. but this is the first that we're hearing in like chapter seven that not everyone survives the transition. And so now we have to worry about Alice and Noah going through the transition process. Kind of an interesting little development happening here. Yeah, and she lets Noah drink from her wrist and then all of a sudden Noah gets all handsy. Well, apparently drinking vampire blood makes you real horny. I guess. He starts putting her in his lap and he's thinking to himself that he's dry humping her like a fucking teenager. I think I was too busy being focused on the fact that her annoying ass nickname for Noah switched from mortal at this point to immortal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So Noah, a, go ahead. Doesn't she end up killing Osana also because she's so pissed that she turned him? I don't remember if she killed her or not. I think she does. And I think she rips her heart out so that there's no coming back from that. Okay. Yeah, she gets a little stabby. I didn't care about a little stabby, a little possessive, didn't care about Noah at all while she was collecting her payment. But then when she sees him bleeding out, she's mm -hmm. very murdery for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden their whole relationship starts to change. Um, it takes Noah five days to recover and complete his transition. On the fifth day, he is well enough to drink from a human host. And then things go from like this to very bizarre because. <laughs> yeah. Like this wasn't bizarre enough. Yeah. Right. He is like a mess. He's got blood everywhere from when he was bleeding out. Plus when he was drinking from the human host, what have you. So she's like, you need to go take a bath. Mm -hmm. So she helps him with the bath because he's still a weak little transitioning baby, I guess. Man, baby. <laughs> but <then Yeah. laughs> that expression kills me. It's like, what? He's like, I guess the, like we said, the drinking thing makes them horny as hell. So he's hard as a rock and she ends up like saying like oh do you need some help with that and yeah. he's like well yeah if you don't mind or something to that effect it's all very clinical and yes. but also kind of a little bit hot but also kind of weird because she's just like nursing him mm -hmm. in like the recovery period and she said this is what it was if you want my help it will make things easier towels are in the cabinet and he's thinking lust for days he didn't want to go see his sister with his fucking dick hard as a rock wait mm -hmm. he called his maddie turn what do you mean by help she walked back towards him if you feel comfortable lean back and let me take care of it so she does 
that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's just par for the course apparently but then of course like we think maddie's unaffected by this but she ends up leaving the bathroom going into the hallway and like rubbing one out for because yeah. apparently she wasn't as unaffected as right. she let she her pretended mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um she even lies to him later when he asks her she says it's the least i could do after you know turning you maddie didn't know what she'd said to damper his expression so she's this is her response speak immortal she's always calling him immortal at this point and so he responds so you did it because you felt guilty and then she thinks no if it had been ferris in noah's position she would have told him to use his own hand and be on with it yes mm-hmm. she lied she's starting to catch feelings Yep, but they need to get back to Ferris because Ferris has been taking care of Alice. Mm-hmm. And he Noah still is talking to her about where is this cure? It's in the middle of the Ivy, Ivy Kingdom. Ivory Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, so they have like the red section, the red light district, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> for the for the yeah, Heart Queen House of Hearts. People, yeah. Queen of Hearts. And then like the Ivory District, I think is where Ever is from, the White Queen, right? So there's like the two different yep. areas, I guess, of mm-hmm. Wonderland. So they do go to Ferris's house or the safe house, wherever they were to check on Alice. Alice actually isn't doing that well, and she might die from the transition. Yeah. So then this was a real quick, like, goes from kind of catching feelings for Noah, being very helpful in the bathroom with him, to, oh, well, she's going to die anyway, so I think that I'm going to take her and exchange her for my yeah. sister at the Ruby Heart Palace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, at least that way she'll be useful, because once she's yeah, dead, she cares. <laughs> Yeah, she's going to die anyway, so what does it matter if I use her as a bargaining chip to get Mouse? Yeah, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, she feels bad, but she's going to do it. She has to get her sister back. She feels bad, but not that bad. Yeah, not bad enough to stop her. Mm-hmm. So she she waits until everybody's asleep, and then she takes Alice out. Mm-hmm. And Noah wakes up and goes into Alice's room and finds out she's gone. And he, he starts screaming for Ferris and says, where did they go? They're missing. And Ferris knows her well enough. I guess Ferris was a drug addict and Maddie turned him to save his life. Not Maddie, Mouse. And ever since that happened, Ferris is devoted to Mouse and Maddie. That's how their relationship began. And he knows that Maddie will do anything to get Mouse out. And he's the one that tells Noah, oh my God, she must have taken Alice to the dungeons to exchange for Mouse. Yeah, so they end up going, Noah and Ferris end up going to the palace to try to stop Maddie, get Alice back. Like I said, Maddie barely feels bad for this deception. So Mm -hmm. Noah, they are able to stop her. Ferris takes Alice and whisks her away. And then Noah ends up making a deal with Maddie. And he says, if you help me get the cure from the werewolf swamp, I Mm -hmm. will then afterwards help you get your sister from the palace. So now it's chapter 12 and they start their quest to work together to get the cure in order to help their respective sisters. Yeah. And don't we also find out that Rav 
was the one that turned Maddie a couple of hundred years ago that she thought that he was interested in her. He's very good looking. He found her in the mortal world as a hat maker and the queen wanted a hat maker. She thought he was in love with her. So he takes her wherever Emma Jean is to make hats for the queen and so Maddie hates him. Yeah, because Maddie apparently was a 20-something-year-old girl that nobody cared about. Nobody paid her any attention. But all of a sudden, Rav appeared. He was paying her the time of the day. He ends up sleeping with her. He ends up turning her. It says, like, in this chapter that Ever, his sister, had chosen oh. Matt had chosen Maddie to make hats for her. And that was when Imogen took notice of Maddie. Oh, that's correct. Yes, I now I see my note that says the White Queen ever is Rab's sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of things happening with the characters. There's a lot of characters and a lot happening with them mm -hmm. <laughs> in this book. Maybe a flow chart would have been a wise thing to do. Yeah, they do go on this quest while they're on their way to the werewolf swamp. They have another run-in with Chess. This is a dangerous quest, but apparently it makes them both super horny because on their way on this <laughs> journey, they're doing multiple handsies to each other. Yeah, they go into the safe the houses to hide from at night to, or during the day to hide from the werewolves once they're in their territory. It seems like every time, like one of the safe houses is actually inside a tree and they end up having sex all the time. Yeah, this whole quest is journey into dangerous territory while also furthering our romantic relationship and getting it on every time we turn around. So this mm -hmm. is kind of how they grow together and how Maddie starts to actually care for him a little bit. So I just have kind of general notes from here until the end. Okay, go um, ahead. They managed to get the cure, but Maddie gets injured at one point because of course the werewolves are putting up a fight. They return with the cure to give to Alice, but she can barely keep it down because she's so ill. Um, at some point in the book, Alice ends up kissing Ferris because she's kind of catching feelings for him, but he's not really mm -hmm. that into her. Like we said, Maddie and Noah are getting closer. Noah ends up saying that he doesn't want to eat the Oh, the cure is a magic mushroom. So Noah ends oh, up right. saying he yeah. won't eat the magic mushroom to turn human again because he wants to stay in Wonderland with Maddie. So they end up taking... Now they need to try to rescue Mouse. Mm -hmm. So their plan to rescue Mouse is that they're going to visit the palace to deliver Imogen's latest hat order. And that's when they're going to attack slash rescue Mouse. Maddie's going to keep the queen occupied and... Noah's going to go rescue um, Mouse from the dungeon. But things don't really go according to plan because Maddie ends up murdering Imogen. <laughs> yeah. Chess discovers Imogen's body, but question mark, he doesn't see Maddie and Noah or he does see Maddie and Noah, but he doesn't out them as the murderers. I wasn't really clear on this part. I don't think um, he does see her because he's high. She is hiding behind a statue okay. and he is sobbing over his mother. When, so when, when what's his name walks in. Yeah. Rave. Rav ends up Rav. entering and he sees Imogen's body and he immediately blames Chess and says that Chess murdered his mother. Mm -hmm. um, they use this time of turmoil as a distraction to rescue Mouse. 
and get the F out of there. Mm -hmm. This is when we find out that Mouse is actually romantically connected to Ferris. She's got something in her hands. It's like a caterpillar or something, right? That she takes yes. with her. Yes. It was yeah. her friend while she was in the dungeon for two years. Yeah, I'm like a two-year-old caterpillar, but okay, they're in Wonderland, so maybe it could happen. Sure, of course. Speaking of vampires <laughs> and all this other stuff, why not? <laughs> so then, basically, Maddie and Noah live happily ever after, after this, and then we have the epilogue. In the epilogue, Maddie, Noah, Ferris, and Mouse, they're all hiding in the ivory district for mm -hmm. or kingdom for lack of better words alice i guess has recovered and she did transition back into human because now she's living in leeds and while they're all in hiding they end up getting a knock on the door and it's a visit from ever the white queen mm -hmm. who's in hiding yes the book ends with ever proclaiming the time has come for me to reclaim what is mine and intimately acquaint my brother's heart with a stake. Ever's brother is Chess. Now I'm thinking, is that wrong? Because no, Ever's it's, brother it's, is actually Rav. Rav, yeah. Yeah, okay, so my note was wrong. So Ever's brother is Rav. But then this leads into book number two in the series. Book number two is actually about Chess. Okay. So I don't know who his romantic interest is going to be, but the main character for book two is Chess. The only other highlight that I liked was, I can't remember who was thinking this. Oh, this was something Maddie thought about Noah. I thought this was cute. If she was a needle, then he was her thread. Oh, and together okay. they would figure out the next step and the next and the next after that. But for now, she wanted more of his lips on hers. I thought that yeah. was a cute little like tie into her sewing and her hat making yes, abilities. I, I highlighted that too. Yeah. So what do you, what did you think of this book? Tell me. I liked that the book was so kind of clever in terms of the Alice in Wonderland stuff and the, but then at the same time, that kind of confused me because they introduced like every single Alice in Wonderland character right in the book. So while it confused me, I also kind of liked it. The vampire thing, I mean, I guess this is supposed to be a retelling, so they have to make it a little unique with the vampires and the werewolves. I, I guess it ties into the Red Queen. I didn't really care about the vampire aspect of it. I did kind of like the characters. I'd probably give it three stars. I wanted to like the book a lot more. I actually like Alice in Wonderland. I was hoping I would like the book a lot more but i spent a lot of my time kind of confused as to yeah. the characters and then maddie and noah their relationship is kind of surfacey and mostly physical in my opinion there's mm -hmm. not really anything about them that would like bring them together in terms of like why do they actually like each other other than for the physical aspect of it i mean i thought it was kind of clever and it was okay mm -hmm. what did you think about it well like i said i don't like the Alice in Wonderland story. And I was a little confused by this book. There was a lot going on, but it didn't kind of suck. It didn't suck me in like a lot of the other books we've read had where I was really got into the romantic relationship between the characters. I didn't feel that with this book. I mean, kudos to the authors for retelling this story and putting a very dark twist on it to me it was kind of more um tense or nerve-wracking or scary i guess than a romance i don't know i only gave yeah. it two 
two panties and they weren't wet because like you said, I don't think there was enough of a development of the relationship between the two of them. I could see that. There was so much emphasis put on all of the characters that it's not like they really stood out, even though they're the two like quote unquote main characters. So maybe if it was more about just the two of them and we didn't have Ferris and we didn't have Mouse and we didn't have, I mean, I guess we could have, we'd have to have Alice in order to get Noah here. There was just like a lot of all the other characters. They didn't really like stand out more than anybody else. Yeah, I think it was a lot of introducing all the characters because there's other books in this series and more of the emphasis was on that than I think the story development between Noah and Maddie. Yeah, I agree. And then I think I could have gotten some of these other characters later in the book and I would have been a lot less confused Mm -hmm. and I would have maybe cared about Maddie and Noah a little more. But like I said, by the end of chapter three, so many characters had gotten introduced and that's only like 20 pages into the book mm-hmm. that I literally had to stop and write down who was who and what they were supposed to be. And there's so much overlap between Rav and Maddie and Imogen and the White Queen and then Mouse and Ferris. They're everybody so freaking connected to everybody else that it got very confusing very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I yes, I have to agree with you. I guess that's what we thought of that. and like i've said many times before i don't know who died and made us the bosses of what's good and what's not but i i didn't really care for it i you won't be reading the second book will you or will you no but i like i thought this book was okay i wouldn't hate reading the next book in the series but i just feel like i would be confused still yeah i'm sure the characters and shit i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that would enjoy this reading and this retelling of this story I mean, I'm not saying don't read it. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, and I didn't realize when we picked it that you didn't really like Alice in Wonderland. So, oh, well. I don't like retelling of fairy tales. I don't like fairy tales to begin with. That's that's about it. Unless it's Tangle. What do you mean? Well, that movie, uh, that was an okay fairy tale story. Oh, I the mean, Rapunzel are... one? Yes. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. I just can't, in my heart of hearts, I can't look back on my childhood and say, oh, I absolutely love that story. I don't think back on my childhood and think like, oh, Alice in Wonderland. Like, I loved watching that when I was a kid. Like, no, but... You're too busy thinking, oh, I had the best mom when I was growing up in the whole world. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have time for fairy tales. You're too busy being grateful. I get it. I can see how that is. (laughs) So uh, you want to say what our next book is going to be? Sure. The next book we're going to read is I Married a Dragon by Regine Abel. So we had read book one in that series a long time ago. I Married a Lizard Man. Yes. And (laughs) I distinctly remember not really caring for that book because I was like, oh, this is too brainy for me and not really like emphasis on the smut. Right. true i listened to that recording after we picked this dragon book and i was like oh rachel really didn't like that book but i loved it i know you loved it and i was like oh wow this is a lot of societal commentary and not enough emphasis on the d (laughs) (laughs) you tramp (laughs) i know 
So I'm going to go into this one with an open mind and just, you know, try to not be so judgy like I was last time. Yeah, I think this is like book six or seven in this series. Yeah, but I think it's okay because they're all, I think they're all like different creatures from different Standalone. planets, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a little overlap. I started reading it a little last night, but I can't stop reading my T.S. Joyce books oh let me tell you which one i just finished hold on it was so freaking good they're all good but who by the way i don't think we've recorded since this happened but she just got engaged i'm very excited for her i know i said her thing <laughs> saying i hope you get your happily ever after yeah i know she deserves it yeah so i finished the blackwing dragon book which was book five in Harper's Mountain Books. Okay. And I started uh, the next book. But I got to tell you, I laughed my ass off at this book five. And then was it book four? I think that was one of the other shifters that lives on Harper's Mountain. Yeah, I think it was book four or book three. I don't know. I've read them all. But oh my God, I laughed so hard. She's amazing. The fact that she has so many many books and i always go back to her books because they always make me feel good they always make me laugh out loud they always have conflict they always have some great romantic component going on i can't stop reading her books and i would i think that if i was able to focus more on these other books we're supposed to be reading like i read like maybe three chapters of the i married a dragon book and then i was like you know what i need to do right now go back to um T.S. Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. This is why I, was I all can't kind read of, more than one book at a time. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I, you know, I have, I feel like my workbooks and my pleasure books and, you know, they're different. And I was all kinds of, you know, I can justify anything I do, which has gotten <laughs> me in just so much trouble. But I was in so much pain yesterday still after that stupid I got my pneumonia shot finally. It's like the doctor's office called me. The pharmacy called me. You know, you've been approved for your pneumonia shot. When are you getting your pneumonia shot? I'm like, what is there? An outbreak of pneumonia everywhere? I <laughs> knock on wood. I can't even remember the last time I had a cold, let alone pneumonia. But I thought, okay, fine. Saturday morning, I finally got it. And it my arm hurt so freaking bad. And let me tell you, I've been stabbed by needles more times than I care to remember. And my arm is still a little sore, not as bad as it was. But yesterday I was all kind of achy and sore between my shoulder and my freaking arthritic hands. I'm like, I need to be in my heated bed, reading a comfort book, cuddling with my little dog and forgetting about the world. So did you? Because I it highly encouraged you yesterday. I don't, it was not that late and not yesterday, but the day before. And I was like, just lay in bed. It'll be okay. Like, just <laughs> don't sit yeah. on the sofa and watch TV. Just lay in the bed. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't do it that day you told me. I did other things. I should have just laid in the bed. But, you know, it's kind of hard. Then I'm worried I'm not going to be able to sleep that night if I go to sleep. It's all kind of... And then last night, I finally went to bed. And one of the dogs got me up at 11.30. One of the dogs got me up at 2.30. The dog got me up again at 5.30. And I'm like, I'm going to be dead tomorrow when we're supposed to be doing this podcast. I can't with the pets. And that is, would drive me fucking insane. Yeah, you're lucky. I don't know why I'm stuck doing it. But let me tell you, I, the mo thing I'm looking to forward to the most on our trip to Scotland 
is not getting up to not Scotland, not all these great castles, not the Reader's <laughs> Retreat. It's not getting up in the middle of the night with these fucking dogs and actually sleeping through the night. I need to Why? find a new hairdresser. I don't like the fact that my hair never comes out the same way twice. Mm. And the time before this time, I loved it. I got tons of compliments. I really liked it. I finally got that platinum blonde highlights that, you know, didn't make my hair look white, but it made it look different. And then I had that purple blue tint on it. And, you know, this time it's just back to being what it was before. There's, there's none of the white. There's none of the highlights. I don't know how to break up with your hairdresser. It's one of the hardest things I think a woman has to do. I think you got to ghost him. Yeah, but a bummer is I still wanted to go to that studio, but I guess I can't. I oh, yeah. I How are you going to sit in somebody else's chair? That really pissed yeah. me off. But mm. I like the way my hair turned out. So it's like they could get, I, I got to figure it out. It's just not right that you pay that much freaking money. And it's like uh, for a year and a half, he finally got it the way I want it. This is why I can't handle the hairdresser and the consistency and the maintenance it requires. Yeah, but you don't have 90% gray hair. You're not in the place I am in life. Thank God. <laughs> Well, I, I probably mean, would just let it go gray. Well, yeah, my neighbor It's easy to say, I'm sure. Yeah, my neighbor said uh, across the street, called me over and we were talking. And she's like, yeah, I'm just decided I'm going to let my hair grow gray. And I'm like, really? I, I mean, I don't do makeup. I don't do my nails. Uh, I don't do a lot of the maintenance things that women do. But it's like, I don't really want to throw the towel in completely. Because I'll do nothing but eat cake and pies and, and eat all the stuff that I try to um, control myself not eating. Mm. Oh, I'm I I'm doing smoothies for lunch. For lunch, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. When are you supposed to do them? I mean, I would think breakfast. I eat my oatmeal for breakfast. Okay, it's hard to get like good things that you like and then be consistent about it. Yeah, I ended up going to Walmart yesterday because they have the coconut smoothies. Mm. So I went there and, and got a, like three of those packages and the frozen bananas. And, you know, I can tell I'm old because I am excited. I wanted an ironing board and I ended up finding one. I couldn't, they didn't have any. I ended up ordering it from Amazon. Okay. It's come today, getting an ironing board for all my sewing stuff. Oh, cute. Yeah, I think I'm going to look for that dinosaur pattern quilt that I have stashed somewhere that I bought from Etsy. Okay. And work work on that today. Okay, I have not been doing any crafting things at all, which is another reason I'm getting freaking annoyed with everything. I haven't been embroidering. I haven't Mm -hmm. done anything. Um, Yeah, you need time for that. Yeah, in my free time, all I'm doing is reading and then trying to get my family members to play board games with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. I'm so glad you guys do that. Yeah, we got um, What Do You Meme Family Edition. We played that like a week and a half ago. And then I scrounged up some quarters. So I'm going to play dice with girls left, right, center. And don't know how to play that. It's really easy. You gamble, you're going to teach your 11 year old how to gamble. Kind of. Yeah. It's kind (laughs) of like gambling. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the mothering skills don't fall far from the tree. 
Yeah. I mean, these are important life skills. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I want to do today. I want to take it easy. I wanted to play the game with them last night, but I got too tired and we ended up watching the Jungle Cruise movie instead. Oh, that was good. Did you like it? I did. I, of course, I can't watch movies at night. I ended up falling asleep for a little bit during the movie. I can't watch TV at all at night. So <laughs> uh, well, I fell that's asleep me and for breathing. 10 minutes. But Yeah, I liked it. But I like him, so whatever. I saw that a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, we had I to watch play, it before, but... I want to learn how to play board games with you guys. Okay, we can do games. Okay, cool. Since we don't do dinner or movies or anything else. Oh, God. Or, <laughs> or visiting in general. Oh, my God. Twice a month. <laughs> At least twice a month, for the love of God. I won't always be here. Do you want me to start oh. that again? I won't no, always be I don't. here. Okay. All right. Because you okay. can't think about it. It makes you too sad. Yes, it does make me sad. Oh, don't be sad. It'll be fine. Oh, Jesus You'll Christ. be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Our family, our family crest of arms. You'll be yeah, fine. Why are we getting bookish tattoos? We should just get a it's fine tattoo. <laughs> yeah. When are we getting our tattoos? I've contacted multiple people to try to get information about help designing the tattoo I want. And one person never responded. This other woman, she did respond and she said she could help me. And I haven't heard from her since. I'm going to give her a couple more days before I go to a, a third person. Is it the woman that they can help me? Is it the woman that you sent me the link on? Because I I've been messaging her. I need to make an appointment to get that tattoo on my hip fixed. And I'm like, really, do I need to get it fixed? Who the hell's ever going to see it? But I hate it. I've hated it from the day I've done it because the guy, instead of doing a rabbit with hair, he did a shaved. I don't know what this creature is. <laughs> okay. It looks like it's shaved. And she, I sent her, I had to send her a picture. She said she could fix it. Uh, I don't that, think it's the same person, but what's her name? Do you know? I don't remember, but she does. I looked at her pictures on Instagram and she does really good hair, you know, animal hair. So I'm like, you should be able to fix this. And I was actually going to talk to you about when I want to make an appointment to go. You told me about that cream, that numbing cream. Yeah, I've never tried it, but I want to try it. Yeah. Could you please tell me what it is so I can order it? And then I want to go and I want you to go with me so I can bitch and moan the whole time I'm having it done. Okay. Yeah. I need I'm an audience. I'm just trying to find, like, I want to get it done and I know what I want, but I need somebody to help, like, actually design it. Well, if let's I talk to her. To respond. Why so. don't we talk to her while we're there? She'll be a captive audience and see <laughs> if she can do it. I like or somebody it. in her shop maybe can do it and... We'll get it done. Yeah. It's hard to find good tattoo artists yeah, that are so busy that you know they're good and they have a good represent a good reputation, I mean. Mm -hmm. But then they're not so busy that they don't ghost you. And then right. because most of my tattoos are black, I need to find somebody who's good with black and grays, not somebody that's mostly full color. I think <sighs> all of hers, a lot of the majority of hers are black and gray. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So I'm going to contact her again and make an appointment. I'll do it for, well, shit, I don't even know if you're going to be teleworking. Maybe she works on Saturday, but you're super busy with the kids. If I just pick a Saturday, can you go with me? Yeah, just tell me what her availability is like and I can figure it out. Okay, all right. Um, I will okay. I'll send her a message. Um, the only thing I want to say is I want to mention two books 
tips before we go. That's fine. Go ahead. I, cause I just finished a book this morning by Alessa Thorne, which we love. We yes. did that episode on Asterion from her a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I finished book four in her Mercenaries and Magic series. The book is Deepest Cut. Okay. I love that series. Oh, characters. It's all about found family. There's definitely going to be a spinoff regarding some characters we really get to know in this book that I'm super excited about. I really like her stuff. And this is super different from the the myth that she does in the Asterian oh, it is? God sorts of series. So all right, um, I'm going to check it out. I'll read that after I finish this T.S. Joyce book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend that series mercenaries and magic and then okay. the only other book i want to mention because it actually came out today and i like this author she's an indie author this book is called a kiss of iron and the author is claire sager so i just downloaded that today i'm gonna read that soon it's a brand new how do you hear about that her. one i follow her on instagram oh, okay. and i think i get her newsletter and stuff so i've been seeing the promo on her page for that book i like her as an author she did a series that is i want to say the series is beneath black sails i would need to look up the series name but she did a pirate series that i really liked okay and so this is a brand new series by her that i'm interested in reading but it's a really long first book but it sounds really good oh that's cool it's always exciting when you find a new series of books that you fall in love with yeah so i'm hoping this one is kind of like that because it is the first book in a new series i don't really like series that each book is about the same couple the same characters mm -hmm. but i feel like for her i would actually read this whole series you know because usually for me it's each book is a different couple and that's my interconnected standalone that's my favorite type of series but for yeah. her i'll make an exception oh okay then <laughs> I'm sure she'll be very, very happy about that. So those were the only two books I wanted to mention. Okay, cool. All right, I'll, I'll put them in my um, Kindle library. So uh, they're in the queue. Okay, along with everything else. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, it's terrible. It's like too many choices. <laughs> Where did this go? I just had a book that i i hate my phone because it will it will group my things based on like instagram versus facebook versus screenshot versus photo and sometimes i just want to see everything all together so that's weird <laughs> this was like a thing that i saw on facebook that i had to save because i thought it was fucking hilarious and it says me i don't have anything to read my tbr wow me <laughs> I'm going to buy some new books. My PBR. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It's it's true. I'm yeah. that way with plants. Mm -hmm. I need to get more house plants. Oh my God. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You hear okay, people. Chill. Yeah. People yeah. are fighting. So I should get over now. Up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And on that note. Yeah. All right. All right babe. Have okay. a great day. All right, you too. Let me know. Text me that info for that girl because I don't remember her name. All right, I will. Okay. All right, bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com.
and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Thank you.